You guys want bloopers, right? Yay! All right, here's the uh, <clears throat> short version. So, there's an opera going on, and the terrorists interrupt it. So while the Ukrainian police are put in the situation, our main CIA operative, the protagonist, who is named protagonist, joins in to try and help stop it. <clears throat> he finds the informant, there's an informant in there, and there's a mysterious package. So he's about to retrieve it, and he's attacked by an, by one of the, either the terrorist or the officer, I can't remember who. And then he's saved by bullet jumping out of the concrete beneath him and uh and jumps into the body of the guy of the you know the guy who was about to attack the protagonist and the person who saved him is some guy in, also in armor who we can't see who has an orange uh little like strap on his or little keychain on his backpack keep that in mind so the protagonist tries to escape the situation but the terrorists end up taking him away so he's in a train yard now tied to a chair and there's another agent who's dead so they you know they just rip out all his teeth and they just terror they just you know terrorize and basically torture him for information but the protagonist grabs a suicide pill and takes it and then he wakes up around a month later it's implied <clears throat> you know a month later like a bit of time later and he's alive and the suicide pill is a fake so his handler who's so he's like, okay, I want to retire now because I'm technically dead. The handler's like, oh, you can't retire. You have to do this thing where you have to put your hands together, like almost like you're making the, you know, like here's the church, here's the steeple, and you have to say the word tenant. So he goes, so protagonist goes through a, a pretty cool, like, subtle way of getting around, uh, finds a way to get to a lab, meets a scientist. He shows her the gesture and the word, and she brings him to like a special part of the lab where she shows him a gun and when he tries to shoot it the bullet actually comes out back from like the shot even though it's empty goes back from where it was shot to the gun and that's the entropy it's entropy it's moving backwards it's up what she tells him and because of that there are three rules about this that were introduced that were introduced to things go backwards at the same rate as things going forward Backward things still need to action to actually move, so you have to think of dropping a bullet before it flies in your hand. And there's also rate, and because they have to wear gloves in the beginning, there's radiation, and it's probably bad. Because she also mentions, like, yeah, if you get shot by an inverse bullet, you're gonna die really painfully because radiation. So she tracked where the bullets came from. The backwards one is from a weapons dealer from India, Sanjay Singh. Hope I said that right. So he's gonna go over there to talk and get info, and and his recruiter sends him Neil, who is played by Robert Pattinson. Also, the protagonist is played by John David Washington. So the two of them, Neil and protagonist, reverse bungee into the penthouse where Sungjae is, but right before he shoots the guy and gets him to talk. Sanjay's wife Priya does the same hand gesture and says Tenet. She's the weapons dealer and she's a part of the group, which we later learn is called Tenet. 
So Priya, now that we're working together, Priya's like, you need to talk to Michael Caine, who can get you to the guy who we need to start getting to know, or the main, the guy who's possibly doing all, starting all this mess, which is Andre Sator. And that man he has to meet is none other than Michael Caine for one scene. So Sator and his wife are basically estranged, and the protagonist can get to her, can get to him through her. So the reason that she's with him right now is because she sold him a painting. She Sorry, she sold Sator a painting, Cat. her name's Cat. she sold Sator a painting, and the painting was a fake by a guy named Arepo. So when the protagonist goes to meet her, She's like, oh, hey, I have a copy of this painting from Arepo. And she's like, oh, and it's implied that she's, she knows he's lying because he's, it's implied that he's dead. So they meet up at this restaurant. The goons, Sator's goons arrive. They escort Cat away. <clears throat> and, you know, he sets her up to call her with like, oh, I'm going to call you when it's safe. And I'm out of this. And she's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <clears throat> and then the protagonist fights off the goons. And when the next day when Kat goes to see her son and say goodbye to him at school, the protagonist is there, like, yeah, it's safe. And then she explains to him, to the protagonist, that Sador is holding her hostage in revenge for the painting that's fake. So if she does a wrong move, she'll get arrested and she'll never see her son again. So he's like, oh, I'll help you fix that. I need, I can get rid of the painting and the blackmail you just have to tell me more info about Sator and how, where to find it. So she's like, oh yeah, Sator helped pay for, you know, a company that is a safety deposit box tax haven with an airport in Oslo that he call, that they call a free port. And Cap believes that Sator's keeping the painting in, a free in the free port. So they think that's where Sator is getting his information from the future to make himself rich in the past, in this present timeline. So, because he's like a middleman between the present and the future. So, the protagonist and Neil make a plan, mainly Neil. And they basically crash a plane into the air free port and sneak around inside, which is probably one of the best scenes in the movie. As they enact their plan, they find a, pan a, plan a pair of strange rooms. And they go on one side, they both go on different sides. As... The protagonist is investigating one of them. He's attacked by a mysterious stranger coming out of a weird circle-y, like, area, which is a turnstile, which you'll... I'll explain what that is in a bit. And this mysterious stranger is covered in black tactical armor. And he's fighting backwards. And at the same time, Neil's fighting and being chased... and chasing down another man wearing the same kind of clothing. So there's a really cool fight scene. And then... You know, Neil fights the guy. Fight, seems to, it seems like from an angle, he seems to get the helmet off of the screen, and then he throws it back, and then he raises back to the protagonist to prevent him from killing the assailant because, like, we need to question this guy, but he allows the assailant to get away, and he also re failed to retrieve the painting as well. So the protagonist goes up to meet with Priya, and she explains that the object in the room was called Turnstile, and this makes things go backwards, and it was invented in the future. So, the protagonist goes to Italy to meet with Kat and tells her not to worry about the painting anymore. And he's like, hey, can you help me get to Sater? 
So they create a fake narrative of how they met. Sator confronts the protagonist to see ask because he thinks the protagonist is cheating on it, it's his wife Kat is cheating on Sator with the protagonist. So the Sator's just like and the dinner's like Yeah, like you fuck my wife yet, you piece of shit. And then also like do you how are you gonna die? But he's like, Oh I'm gonna kill it by making you shove your balls down your throat. You know? Lovely man. But the protagonist asks Seder if he likes opera, which remember the beginning, and he's like, oh shit, I'm going to let you live for now. I'm going to talk to you about this. So, in the morning, Andres shows Kat the painting that the protagonist could not destroy. She's extra pissy now. And then Seder and protagonist are talking about stealing plutonium-241, which is an ingredient that Seder does well, Sator says he's an arms dealer. But, and that's what the ploy is that, you know, the protagonist's like, oh, yeah, you're an arms dealer. I want to be an arms dealer. Let's work together. And, but the truth is, Sator needs to go backwards. Make stuff go backwards. Or because it's, you'll see what it is in a sec. So, Kat tries to murder her husband by shoving him off the boat, and the protagonist saves him. So, now. Sater's like, oh, you shit, man, you saved my life. You real bro. Let's work together. So, but Kat is pissed at him for saving, pissed at protagonist for saving Sater. And, you know, he's like, he's more dangerous than you know, and I need to stop that. And she gives him a gun to, he gives her a gun to protect herself. So, she goes back to the room. Andre starts to threaten her, and she's like, no, because if you hurt me, you're going to hurt you're going to piss off the guy who saved your life. And he's like, all right, I'll back off for now. So later that night, there's a message for Seder that arrives at his yacht, and the protagonist sneaks around but gets caught. Inside was, like, gold and some messages. And he's not killed because he's like, oh, I'll help you get the plutonium-241 in Belgium. So now he, protagonist and Neil orchestrate another heist. <clears throat> All without electronic written messages. These a bunch of cars and fire trucks. It's really cool. They get the orange briefcase, and the protagonist opens it inside, and it's not plutonium two forty one. It's the strange device he saw before at the opera house. And Neil, who was kind of playing dumb this entire time about what the hell was going on, says the most dangerous thing in the world. And Sator pulls up in a backwards van. It's been inverted, and he's wearing a mask. And he threatens to kill Cat if protagonist doesn't hand it over, the package. So protagonist tosses the briefcase over another backwards car into some bushes. Sator escapes, but leaves Cat in the car, and about to crash into traffic. Protagonist saves her, and but because of that, him and Cat are caught. And Neil stays back to call in the cavalry. So, here's the interesting thing: Cat is then dragged into a blue room. And the protagonist is dragged into a red room, which are right in front of each other, so they're seeing each other through a window. Sator, Sator, I'm messing up the pronunciation, I'm sorry. Sator emerges from the blue room wearing a, he was already wearing an oxygen mask, he's still wearing it. Well, he's, he's not wearing the oxygen mask now, but Cat is, if I remember correctly. No, it's the other way around. Oh, okay, never mind. No, no, he, he, he has the mask. Yeah, he's wearing the mask. No, she's wearing the mask. No, she's not he's, he's in the inverted room. Yeah. He's in the inverted room, so he doesn't need a mask because he's in the inverted room. But when he comes in to be with protagonist, he's not inverted, so he's inverted when he's with Cat. But in the room, in the blue room, where it's inverted. 
blue room that it's inverted is not the regular room. Or it's not the normal room. It's the inverted room. Cats. Okay, it doesn't matter. So, cats dragged into the blue room, and the protagonist dragged into the red room, like I said. And the protagonist can't really understand what the question is being asked because, you know, Sator's talking backwards to him, and it's, like, translated back to him. And then Sator shoots Cat with an inverted bullet. And then he enters the red room without that mask. And before he can do much else in the shadow, the protagonist, Neil's cavalry arrives. And then we, the audience, see Sator enter the turnstile and then go back in the blue room. The same way he entered it before. But from this perspective, this interrogation is different because now we're seeing him shoot Cat in the beginning and then ask the question. So it's a reverse of what we saw. And it's with him in a, going to the BMW that contained the, trying to find the BMW that contained the... Uh, Briefcase. So Neil and this other soldier guy, Ives, who's explained that Cat might not live long because remember the radiation that she was shot with, but the protagonist suggested they send her to the turnstile because that can undo the radiation because it's going backwards. So he goes inside the machine himself to prevent Sandra from finding out where the object is, and now new rules are added because they go into the turnstile. And this is a really cool thing because, you know, the red and the blue, the red was normal, the blue is inverted, and it helps us kind of grasp it. It was a really good use of color. Cinematography was cool. You're rambling well. I want to say that in there. So, here's the rules. When you're backwards, hot is cold, cold is hot, the energy is the opposite. Car fire, for example, you're going to freeze to death. <laughs> it's kind of cool. And then while you're backwards, the things you interact with generally aren't. So cars need to be basically you're kind of the car's gonna be looking like it's going in reverse. It's a really cool effect, and you also need so oxygen to breathe because the air is inverted, or you'll suffocate. Also, it kind of feels weird. Like they said, the drive handling in the car is gonna be weird. Um. So the protagonist invert is inverted, drives through a BM, drives to a BMW, goes to a BMW, drives it, and as he begins to make the getaway with the suitcase. Sator crashes a BMW and starts a fire with a gas leak, and the protagonist is freezing in the fire. He passes out. He comes to on a boat. Boat. He comes to on a boat, and he tell and you know protagonist tells Neil that Sator has a package. Neil then's like, "Yeah, I'm part of Tenet. The object in the briefcase is the physical manifestation of an algorithm that." In short, would basically squash to make the front, you know, invert the whole world all at once. So the present of time and the inversion of the whole world would crash and collide and just undo everything. Like all of time. So the people of the future apparently believe that the death of the present is the key to their future because they can just un. They believe in the grandfather paradox that if you can mess up grandpa in the past. But it's still gonna, you're still going to be alive in the present. So, you know, it's like, okay, we need to get to Oslo because that's going to, there's another turnstile there back at the Freeport. And remember, they're going back, they're still going backwards in time. So here where this is going. They go to the Oslo Freeport and they're back at that, and the protagonist puts on black tactical armor. Hmm. The pair hurry to rush to Cat to turn to the turnstile. And they use that plane explosion from the big that the past, or is it present now? Neil and protagonist go used that they that they used to get in. Now they're using that to get 
in again, but this time to <clears throat> help save Cat. They fight again. Now we see that the, that the protagonist in the beginning was actually fighting himself. And uh, they basically use the turnstile perfectly. The plan goes off without a hitch, because we are, and we kind of know this because we saw it happen. And they start heading out. So all three of them are fine. And there's two confusing things about the movie. There's a the grandfather paradox, that's what they believe, but there's also the things, uh, the question, there's also the possibility of what has already happened will happen. So it's a loop. This whole time thing is a big loop. And that's what kind of what they're banking on. So they're they they're gonna take down Seder. Seder has terminal cancer and plans to end the world as he dies via suicide. And Cat thinks he'll try and do that in the past at their last good vacation, the same day that as the opera attack. So it's been about two weeks now that we've been following these characters for two weeks. Like So let's go back to the beginning of the two weeks and it all again ends where it began. So Neil and the protagonist decide to go steal the algorithm and Kat decides to act as a distraction to talk to Seder because Seder again went back in time to the, he kept going back to the beginning, to the vacation, which confused me the first time I saw the movie. Um, Kat decides to trade places with her past self because she fought off her husband, she fought her husband because she thought he was cheating on her because she saw a woman jump off a boat. And she left. But now this cat comes in right after that saying, oh, <clears throat> or right before, no, no, sorry, never mind, I said this wrong. As she was leaving, as the original cat was leaving, she saw a woman jump off the boat. She thought, oh, Sater's cheating on me. He really is a piece of shit. <clears throat> so this, now, the cat who now knows what's going on, the cat who now knows what's going on, is takes basically jumps in right at the part where Cat is starting to leave, and she goes to the, and Sator is confused because didn't past Cat just leave to spend time with their son? And she's like, "Oh no, it was a nanny. I just want to apologize for earlier." <clears throat> He's cryptically ish talking about his own demise, and Cat's playing dumb, and she's she's like, "Fuck it, I don't care anymore." Pulls out the gun, you know, about the Pull a, you know, cool move. Give me a second. You know, she pulls out the gun and she's just like, "Yeah, I don't give a shit anymore," and she, she just kills him. And she throws the cor corpse off the boat and dives in. And that's she was the lady that past cat was jealous of because she wanted because she was free. And. There was no actual cheating, I guess. <clears throat> so meanwhile, da -da 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 -da, the protagonist and uh, Neil and uh, Ives go to Sator's secret home base in his hometown. And they're, you know, now they're in the tenant organization and Neil's cavalry from earlier. Right. So, uh, let me go back, sorry. So, protagonist and Neil and Ives are now about to attack with a whole group of people, basically a small army. And uh, there's basically a blue team and a red team. So red teams, uh, 
Basically, blue red team kind of goes backwards, experiences the fight first, then regroups with blue team and tells them what to do. Or it's more that red team... Or... <laughs> this is the part that confused me. Or red team goes through, blue team's inverted so they know what happened in a sense, and then they kind of... It's just kind of like a plan of make sure the mission goes well according to plan. And it's a big distraction so that eyes and the protagonists get the algorithms. All pieces of the algorithms to prevent them it from being buried in the bunker so that it goes to the future because if they can undo that it's fine and then they win and the algorithm taking place so i've says that whoever's gonna retrieve won't be leaving the battlefield is a quote they get to the bunker then there's the important doors locked they kind of the henchmen one of the henchmen's taunting him and an inverted comrade with an orange backpack keychain helps unlock the door and gets shot and that's what they uh and that's how they s and then you know protagonist kills the dude and the bad dude and then they save the day and before they die in the explosion uh they're pulled out by neil who broke formation to help him escape the bunker by giving him a rope and get him out so they all break apart the algorithm and split it you know they each get three eyes neil and protagonist and he, they're like, we need to hide our potion, our portions, and then potentially kill ourselves to prevent the information from being leaked. And their eyes is like, we're not. I'm gonna hunt you down if you don't comply. And then per, this entire time throughout the movie, a bit throughout the movie, the protagonist is asking Neil, "How did you find out about Tenant? How did you join? Who's the leader? Because he knows Neil knows who the leader is." And Neil's like, "Oh, it's you from, you from the future. You create Tenant, and we've known each other for years." And he's like, this is the end of a beautiful friendship. And then as he Neil smiles and walks away, you know, because he's going to invert himself and be the guy who takes the shot and helps him get into the room, into the vault and the bunker, we see that Neil is having a orange keychain in his backpack. So the film ends with Cat being paranoid and calling an unknown number, telling whoever... It is the time and location. And then we see Priya with a gun about to tie up loose ends. Oh. Um, and then the protagonist gets in the car and he's like, oh, I'm the protagonist, which is, and then I'm the one who's going to do all the loose ends and then kills Priya and the driver. And that's the end of the movie.